Thank you for taking the time to listen to Garage Conversations with Char. It is hard for me to believe my 50th podcast will be included in Series 5. I truly appreciate you coming along with me on my podcasting journey. The pillars of the podcast continue to be the same, to inform, engage, and inspire. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Well, it's always good to uh, be back and talk to my my little sis, Tamika. She's back on uh, Garage Conversations with Char. And she's going to be talking to us today about um, dealing with trauma. And But before we jump into the podcast, I wanted to, um, Tamika, to just give us an update on what's new with her, what's going on with clothes and strength. Now, if you are not familiar or haven't listened to the podcast before, you can learn more about uh, Tamika by going to podcast uh, 30 and 38 in my podcast uh, series, or she also was recently on an episode of uh, A Cup of Gratitude, which um, if you are familiar with that podcast or listen to my podcast, uh, I had on Amanda Schaefer, and she was on my podcast where we were talking about gratitude. So um, Tamika's getting a little bit famous here. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, I don't want to do all the talking for her. So welcome, Tamika. Welcome back. I really appreciate you indulging in my hobby. And, you know, this will be the, the third podcast you're doing with me. So I, I really appreciate it. But let's get some, you know, some updates of what's new with you or anything else you want to share about yourself before we jump into talking about trauma. Hey, sure. So it's so great to be back on again. I, um, I think I have to agree with you. I am getting kind of famous <laughs> <laughs> with the podcast. You know, I'm telling people, you know, go to this podcast and that one and, you know, hear my story. But it's always great to um, share, you know, what information I can share. Um, getting a lot of feedback from the podcast, you know, people that don't know, you know, my story or know anything much about me, you know, I tell them just, you know, listen to the podcast and you'll find out a uh, little more than what you knew. Um, also, so what's going on with uh, me? I'm just, just working and living and, you know, just trying to um, do God's will and just be a good steward and, you know, all that good stuff. I'm just trying to, um, you know, just be a great woman and just being a good example, um, good friend and good, just all around good woman. I can't, you know, I have no complaints all mean I can, but I, I just don't because God is so good to me and I wouldn't dare complain. All I can do is give him praise and honor and, and glory for the things that he's done and are doing in my life. Yep. Oh, that's that's great. And I do want to throw out there because I want her to get it done. She is she is in the midst of trying to write a book about her story, which I think would be so inspiring and um encouraging to people. So I know she's gonna get it done. But um I am, yeah. I am, <laughs> I am. I do, I inspire, I want to, I do, and um I can't even say that is procrastination now because I do struggle with procrastination, but God is working on me with that. So it's, it's right at the top of my list. But now, um, you know, since I've talked to you last time, I'm going to college. I'm going to Lancaster Bible College now, getting a BA in um, biblical study, um, involved in, you know, church stuff, and then clothed in strength. So it just seems like the book is just pushing back, but it, it's it's actually still writing itself with all this stuff I got going. Yeah, yeah. maybe you know this is the book. You know, it's just like I said, it's still writing itself. So um, we'll just we'll we'll touch on that um, when I get some. I'll, hopefully, I'll have some time um, before this summer to sit down and you know James and I came up with the plan. So. We'll see how that works. Yeah, that, that's another podcast you can listen to. Uh, uh, we I did around with writing, and 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 my cousin James was on, and he he does help 
with people writing their books and, and getting started as well as he's an author himself. So uh, lots of connections here. And that's, that's, that's one thing I love about doing this podcast to really, you know, uh, hear people's stories, inspire people, connect people, you know, that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. So I do want to give a, sh- and I always give a shout out to, out, shout out to Dare to Imagine, which is our church, and we do so much there. So anytime mm-hmm. I can give a, ch- a shout out, since you mentioned church, I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. But also, I want you to talk a little bit about, because you haven't been on for a little bit, what's been going on with clothes and strength? Because I think since you we were on last, uh, there were quite a few things that have been new with um, with the nonprofit that you started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, Cold and Strength is we are um, evolving. Let me just say that. Um, yeah. And we are evolving. We are um, right now. We're well. Let me just say we just had a wonderful artist showcase, which um, turned out to be very lovely for Black History Month. And um, of course, you know all about it. But we. Yeah. <laughs> It was, and I have to thank you too for um, chairing that. You did a great job, um, and uh, it was very exciting. It was it, it was different, you know, for our um, our mission, but it was a good cause for Black History Month. It was, you know, just bringing the culture together and um, and raising some money at the same time. So you can't beat that. So yeah. it was it was fun, and thanks for that. And if you listen to this podcast, you know, I'm really supportive of artists. So it was a great way to support our, our, our artists. We even had, had one come in from Florida. So mm-hmm. it was, it was, a, it was, a, it was, a, it was a good experience. It definitely was. I was, I was, I was amazed. I was, I couldn't sit down. I couldn't relax. It was just like so much going on. And um, so just, you know, this year we basically um, set out to do a lot of fundraising as much as we can because, you know, we're trying to get our building. You know, we want to get a, a brick and mortar. We want a, a place where the women can come and a safe place for them to have, um, you know, to grow and to we can provide the programs that we want to provide for the women coming from prison, uh, drug abuse and domestic abuse. And every time I talk about clothing strengths, someone is always saying how much is needed, how much that they need organizations like that. And I'm just so strongly, um, I really strongly believe that with the crisis, with um, gun violence and everything that's going on, like we need strong women to to raise their kids. You know what I mean? It, it takes a strong woman and we have to, get through what we have to get through so that we can be strong for these children and just step out and, you know, even help the community. I remember growing up, it was a community that raised the kids. Now these kids, I don't yeah. know, I'm getting on topic, but I'm just saying, yeah. I just feel like clothing strength. Like if we build up the women, you know, mm-hmm. especially with the loss of the, of men, then if the women are strong, then the community, we can help the community too with this, um, crazy gun violence that's going on. No, that's a great point. And also, you know, although, you know, the last event we had was a fundraiser, I wonder, would you like to talk a little bit about the Chase event, which was, I think, a a great event for just helping um, to educate uh, uh, women? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Next Level Women, uh, which was the uh, name of it. I'm always coming up with catchy names and stuff. Yes, you but, are. Next <laughs> <laughs> level women, and we're and we're going to um, probably do another one later on this year. But Chase, um, Chase Bank, their community center in West Philadelphia that just opened up. They just had their ribbon cutting this weekend too. But we were one of the first uh, organizations to hold a um, program there, so um, we could clap for that. But um, yeah, yeah. So next level women, we brought together um, women um, who we think would help um, take women to their next level. So we had um, Chandra Williams, who did budgeting and credit. 
we had a um we had Aziza from career um helping you know with uh pe- women in their career uh, career versus a job and you know just distinguishing the two and then we even brought in a little different flair and then we had a beauty consultant um uh Bristina who owns her own BB&C uh, beauty school first black owned uh, women beauty school in Upper Darby uh she came in and gave us some tips on just how to show up to an interview just how to show up in life period so I think I sort all three of those um were good just to, you know, get a start on. Um, and we were supposed to do the homeowner um, uh, workshop and the mm-hmm. young lady who was supposed to do it, I found out she caught COVID and she did. So that's why we didn't have the homeowner one, but I'm sure the one we have um, coming up, we'll have all, you know, all four back again. And uh, I, I think it was really informative. It even helped me, Shara. I've done my budget. I've oh, go ahead. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I've done a budget and I'm I'm being really frugal and about, you know, saving money and um what the money that I, you know, cut back on some miscellaneous spending and put it into saving. So I'm I'm I, I if then if nobody gained from it, I did. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's great because I think it's, you know, helpful to, to hear all those different tips and, you know, it, it, it even helped me to be a little bit more mindful and, you know, of, of, you know, what's important. Do you need that or you don't? And, you know, yeah. that could be used somewhere else. So, mm-hmm. and um, I think yeah. it's, it's also goes well with, you know, us being in the Lytton season and trying to, you yeah. know, not be materialistic about certain things and Mm -hmm. focus on and reflect on things that are more important. Yeah. So that's, um, that's great. So I'm just excited. And then that was our first, I think, no, yeah, that was the first like sort of mobile attire for hire. So we did take clothes to the Mm -hmm. next level event. So that's Mm -hmm. something new too that clothes and strength art is doing. Mm -hmm. Um, We are looking for other, uh, venues, other, um, I'm look maybe for churches or other organizations that we can take um, mobile attire for hire to, you know, take our clothes and take our interview skills and resume building, um, LinkedIn profile, you know, so we can, I'm, I'm just looking to link up with some other organizations or some other places where we can go. Specifically, I'm thinking churches, mm-hmm. or, you know, other, uh, Nonprofit organizations that may want to hold uh, a program like that, or you know, an event like that. Yeah, no, that's great, and, and I will also include the um, clothes and strength uh, link uh, website. So, if anyone's listening has an organization or church or or synagogue, or you know, we'll take our clothes, you yes. know, to because it's about helping people. Mm-hmm. And and to yeah. be be prepared for you know opportunities um, you know so certainly you know reach out via the website and and someone will get back to you. But one of the things that you know uh, clothes and strength as as Tamika m- mentioned is not it's not just you know one of the the focal points is helping women who have been you know recently. Um, uh, been released from incarceration, but also clothes and strength support women who have experienced trauma. And um, Tamika made a really, you know, unselfish decision in my mind because she has so many things going on to take some training to equip herself to help those who have experienced trauma. So I was wondering, you know, what was your motivation to, you know, say, I'm going to, you know, take time and, and, and really get some more training on, on, on trauma? Um, that's a good question, Char. So my, my main uh, focus on trauma was just getting to the bottom of why women go to prison, why women end up on drugs, and why they end up in these bad relationships. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you think about it, it all stems from childhood trauma 
Mm. Um, I come to find that out. Um, a lot of people don't like to um, admit it. And, and some people don't even know that it's considered trauma um, when you're a child. Uh, and and it's the response from something that happens and it, and it sticks with you. And so things that happen in life can trigger that same response uh, all along your life. And you just, and you just don't know, you know, if you're not aware as a child, you know, you're not going to be aware when it happens as an adult and you're not going to know why, you know, why am I responding to this, this way, you know? And, mm-hmm. and, and what I learned is that it comes from just trauma that you experience. Um, so just my own trauma um, led me to want to learn more about it. And of course, I just wanted to educate myself more on it so that I'm able to help other women uh, be aware of it and try to, um, I don't want to say overcome it, but just try to deal with it better and and be aware because trauma awareness is the course. You know, that's, Mm -hmm. that's the course that I've taken and now I'm going into um another trauma um course but um yeah so Lakeside um it's called Lakeside Global Institute mm-hmm. and in fact one of our um one of the women that we collaborate with at community college Tamika Johnson she's the one that suggested it and I went on there and signed up and I got right in. So um, they provide, excuse me, they provide a wonderful, wonderful program at Lakeside. And um, they've been doing this for some time now. And they, they try to educate uh, people that maybe work in DHS or that work in different areas of um, working with children and things like that, they try to educate them on trauma awareness so they're aware of you know students that come in, you know come into their office or something there, or you know DHS they deal with a lot of uh, children who experience trauma. So mm-hmm. yeah, basically to answer your question, just my own trauma and just trying to get to the bottom of mm-hmm. the the problem with this recidivism and women on drugs and just not standing up and being strong women that we know where we can be. Wow. So I, I'm definitely going to put, um, you know, a link or hopefully I, I think I should be able to find them on online, the Lakeside Global Institute, because mm-hmm. yeah. it seems like it's a really good opportunity and there may be other people who mm-hmm. want to take advantage of this type of training and can look into it. Yeah. And, you know, so and I was just it's thinking, totally free. And it's, free. it's totally free. Okay, mm-hmm. good. I didn't know that yep. part. So that's even yep. better for people. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's free. And especially if you, um, like, if you work for like DHS or you work for a job where the, um, you know, you like I said, working with children and things like that, then they they'll even. You know, if you say you work for DHS, then they'll just cover, you know, they have grants and stuff to just cover your books and mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. So there's there's sort of a pro- grant process. So hopefully people can can go to the website and learn and see where they fit in to, to get assistance mm-hmm. if they want it or, or, you know, if they have the means to, to, to pay for, you know, what they need. But I think it's great that, that there's this type of training. And and since you've you know had a chance to go through some of the training or so far, you know what what do you think you can share that can help those who have suffered trauma? What what would you do? You have any any things that really stood out to you in your training in that regard? Basically, the um, just being aware mm-hmm. of your your trauma. Um, just deepening, um, just finding out, you know, where, where it started, Mm -hmm. you know, where it started. Um, I find myself 
analyzing people, asking them questions. You know what I mean? Because you want to kind of get to it and um, just asking some of the questions like, well, you know, say, for instance, if a woman is promiscuous, you know, mm-hmm. or, you know, so you'd be like, well, you know, what made you, you know, promiscuous? What, you know, and they have to think about it. Yeah. You know, you know, so when you ask them, you know, well, what made you use drugs? You know, and then they think about it. So mm-hmm. just bringing awareness to the person, you know, asking those questions. This is what I learned from, from me, you know, mm-hmm. asking the questions. And then, um, you know, if you feel like um, it's too much, you know, just back off and, you know, just change the subject. But you mm-hmm. want to make the person aware of their own trauma, you know, by asking those questions and getting deep and to the point, you know, like where it started. Yeah. And it sounds like you've done a lot of um, deep reflection to yourself. So when you talk about, we talked about how you can help others. So it's sort of like coaching, asking questions to help them get at what what the trauma is about and what they've experienced. But when you have to work on yourself, I guess it's the same way, right? It's self-reflection about why am I feeling this way or... Mm -hmm. You know, and then once you can get into those uh, deeper understanding, then how can you um, any 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 thoughts on how you can manage dealing with that trauma that you personally felt with? I think we we can always like to help other people, but we also have to help ourselves. Yeah. So um, to, to be honest, um, sure me. Helping other people helps me help myself, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, um, it's like, like uh, we can get through this together. You know, because oh, a, lot yeah. of, a lot of questions that I ask, I, I haven't even answered myself sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it makes me, like, ask myself. And it kind of gives me the advantage because... You know, I'm asking the question, but I'm also, you know, going through the process along with you. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's my um, that's my angle that I want to, uh, you know, use that approach. Like, you know, I'm going through this with you. I'm not asking, you know, just for my own gain. There's nothing, you know, I just want to, you know, let's go through this process together. And I can go through it over and over, you know what I mean? Because I can, you know. I can benefit from it. So definitely have, um, I definitely have been um, helping myself along the process of helping other people. Yeah, that's, I find that too, though, because you sort of, you know, as you help someone else, as you hear their story, sometimes that helps you to open up and share more about your story and you find Oh wow, I went through that too, or you know, and it 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 it, it can it can definitely be helpful. Mm-hmm. But you know, there there are people who say have an attitude of you know they should just get over it, or why can't they move on? Or I've been through a sim- similar experience and I've survived. Or they might be dismissive of it, or. You know, being being people of faith, sometimes people are like, oh, just pray and just pray, you know, mm-hmm. so. What can you share with those people who are not empathetic or, or to, you know, to those who have suffered trauma? People who are not empathetic to people who've experienced trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to say those are not the kind of people you want to be. <laughs> <laughs> that makes that's an easy answer. <laughs> those are not the kind of people you want to be around. No. <laughs> I just think, you know, we've all experienced some kind of you, you, trauma can be anything from you could, okay, imagine you're six years old and you know, you just made this nice um, clay, something out of clay, and you drop it. Mm. That's traumatic. 
Because, you know, as a child, like you spent all the, okay, say the Lego. Like if you make a Lego, I know you like Legos, right? Yeah. If you put Lego, a Lego thing together, you're six years old, you put this Lego, like truck or whatever together, and then you go to carry it to take it to your mom and it drops. Mm-hmm. That's the trauma. So everybody thinks of trauma as something um, that had ha- that happened, but it, that happened, and that mm-hmm. and that response because automatically you're crying, you're upset, you're you know, and then the fact that you were getting ready to show your mom, and now you feel like you know, um, oh, I just want to do something nice for my mom, and if it didn't happen, and that and that Lego thing fell apart. Why you were on your way? That is traumatic. Mm-hmm. People don't look at it like that. Do you see? You see where I'm going with it? Yeah, oh. no. It's funny you mentioned that because uh, you know my great nephew will come over and he has Legos and he has some of those large Legos and you know how kids are. They remember yeah. and he'll make something and I'm like, and if I'm cleaning up and it knocks over, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm traumatized because I'm like, I got to put this bag before he comes back. Yeah. So, I so, mean, it sounds funny, but it's, I, I, it's a good analogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's true. And so for people to say, oh, you know, get over it. I think that those people are pushing their own stuff to the back. And not mm. wanting to deal with their own trauma. And, you know, um, um, I know a lot of men would tell their sons, like, you know, you got to be strong and, you know, just deal with this when they're they're. I just don't think that that's the right approach. I think um, people, they're not in touch with their emotions. They weren't taught to be in touch with their emotions if they can tell somebody to just get over it. Like, really? That's that that's that's traumatic right there, you know, just telling somebody that. And um so those kind of people, you know, I would kind of analyze them myself and start asking them questions. <laughs> that's yeah. him. I would be like, so you know, what happened to you in your life? You know, why why would you, you know, recommend that somebody just get over it? That that's mean and that's you know, um you definitely have to and that's the the whole point of trauma, where being aware of people's traumas and their triggers. Yeah, you know, because somebody mother might have told them that, oh, just get over it. And now you done triggered this person. You don't know how that person is feeling on the inside. You know, so that all boils down to how you treat people. That is mean to say. And instead of trying to help that person, or you know. Just telling somebody to get over it to me means that I don't want to have nothing to do with it. You're on your own. Mm-hmm. Right here. So that, that, like that's powerful. <laughs> that is a good point. Because it's not, you know, even though maybe something, you know, is not traumatic to you, it's an individual thing. And I and mm-hmm. I love what you said about, you know, triggers, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even though I am a very I, I'm I guess on a scale of emotion, some people may say I'm not as emotional as other people, but I do have my triggers as well. Mm-hmm. I think my personality can put things in boxes and put it away, but that doesn't mean that I still don't have my triggers mm-hmm. of things that happen. So I think it's mm-hmm. it's very individual and, and to be dismissive, like you said, bottom line, it's mean. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. Um, it is. And especially people who are in the business to help people. You know, mm. if you're a, a case manager or a counselor or, you know, that definitely, you know, a pastor, a ministry, you, you, those are not the words to say, you know, those are not the words to say um, to try and help somebody because they don't help. <laughs> okay. Right, right. Sometimes if you don't know what to say, it's better not to say anything and just Mm -hmm. be a good listener. Or recommend them to somebody who who can. Yeah. I know know somebody who's good at this. You know, let me recommend you to uh, so and so. You know, I'm like right now I'm a big advocate for therapy. Like I'm (laughs) I'm a big advocate for therapy because therapy helped me. 
um, deal with uh, the trauma of losing my mother mm-hmm. uh, in 2020. Uh, I was like stuck. I did. I was numb. I was stuck. I was like she. She died suddenly, and then she died right when COVID started. So then we had to wow. deal with it. You know, I had to deal with my mom being gone. People were, um, you know, we had to stay away from people. So yeah. I had to deal with that all on my own, you know, not um, with anybody, you know, right there. Like she passed away March the 6th. March the 12th is when Trump closed down, no, the 7th or the 8th is when he closed down. And, and so just leaving from the hospital, like I had to be alone. You know what I mean? Yeah, and wow. It was, it was very um like wow. Like it just hit me like a train a train wreck. My mm-hmm. mom is gone, you know. So um before that I had never thought about therapy and um so I was like, you know, my thoughts were dark. Um I was in a dark place. I was like, I better get the therapy because this is not me. I'm I'm recognizing and being aware of my own self. Self-awareness is the best awareness. Yeah. Right. And um and I always tell my son, we are responsible for our wellness, our well-being, physically, mentally, and spiritually. It's our responsibility. Mm. It's nobody else's. And so you have to be aware. You know what I mean? I'm a like I'm aware uh physically if I'm tired or something. I know I'm eating the wrong stuff. I'm aware mentally. I was aware mentally. I was in a dark place. I was like, I, I better get some therapy. You know, just like you go to the doctor for your heart. You know, you go to the doc, you know, to go to the, the experts to help you with your mental, you know, because they know what to say and they know, you know, how to get you um to a point where you're out of that, you know, dark place. Yeah, no, that's so true. I think therapy can be so helpful for people and um, enable them to have someone. It 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 offers a lot of people a safe space because you know therapy is not going to answer all the questions for you, but it's a place where you can talk and you can you know uh, be able to work through some things. It's it's, it's really. It is about being more self-aware about who you are and, and, and what you're dealing with. And even sometimes you dig deeper into childhood things or um, uh, other hidden traumas, or it doesn't always have to be a childhood thing. It could be something that you went through with the loss of the loved one. Like you mentioned, mm-hmm. yeah. you mentioned your mother mm-hmm. or, you know, it was a car like, accident. Mm-hmm. A car accident is traumatic. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a lot of different things. And the trauma, like I said, is the reaction. Like yes. when it happens, that first reaction is a brain, it stimulates something in your brain, your body clenches, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All of those things. And um, I've learned that that, like imagine being like your body clenching and, just, and your brain, um, you know, responding to that uh, over and over and over. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's when it becomes um, a trigger. And then when that, when something happens and trigger you, that same response, like your body clenches and that brain, you know, the um, I learned the, about the development of the brain and the different levels and all of that, you know. So, yeah. 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 And even some of those triggers, I know for me, will bring back memories of the the, 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 mm-hmm. the certain thing that mm-hmm. was triggered, you know, and, you know, that, that can, that can stop you. It may not, you know, necessarily cause you to stop in your tracks, but those memories resurface and, mm-hmm. you know, then you have to mm-hmm. sort of uh, deal with them again. So trauma is really no, no joke is something that, you know, we all experience and something that, you know, I, I do appreciate, you know, everything you shared about, you know, especially being open to share about, you know, counseling and, and therapy being an important mm-hmm. aspect that can help people who have uh, suffered 
trauma. And um, I think it's something that I am always open to talk about because it's still, I think people are definitely more open to it in general, but it's still some some cultures, some some people still have a sort of a stigma with it. And you mentioned men. I think men are getting better about it, but mm-hmm. there still are a lot of men who, you know, don't necessarily think, you know, I'm tough. I don't need it. Mm-hmm. So I think the more that people are open, the more that people share their experience, uh, what comes to mind, you know, when you were talking, you know, John Fetterman, you know, he mm-hmm. he oh, is a sure. senator and you know, he, he was open about his story. Now he could have kept that quiet, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Yeah. but imagine the witness or that he's sharing for men. He's a big guy. Yeah. A guy. Right. And for him to share something like that, mm-hmm. I hope will make men in particular, and or even women who feel like, you know, I'm, I don't need tough and I don't need yeah. it be more open to, yeah. to, to, to help being open. Yeah. Being yeah. open to being open. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wanted to give you the name of the book that um we use in um mm. um Lakeside. So okay. one of the books is called Life After Trauma, mm-hmm. a workbook for healing. And Dina Rosenbloom is the author of that. Mm-hmm. And then there was another book called Creating Sanctuary. Mm-hmm. This is perfect because I was going to say, you know, we talked about the therapy piece, but what other resources could people mm-hmm. look to? Yeah. So Creating, creating Sanctuary. Um, that was by Sandra L. Bloom. You might have heard of her. She's a, um, in Creating yeah. Sanctuary. Is called to, toward the evolution of sane society. Mm. That's one of the um, books. And then there was another book that I started reading is um, "Doing Trauma God's Way." Okay. Yeah. Wait. Uh, I, um. I'm sure I could find the author and I'll put it in the references. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Doing trauma God's way. What I had it right here in my ordering. But uh Yeah, so those books, they really help. No, they sound like they're powerful titles, and I will put them in the references. Yeah, yeah. So, especially your life after trauma, it's a workbook. It's and a so workbook. You're able to work through your trauma as you go. Like some some days, I had to close it. Like, wait, this too much. This is too much right now. But um, I I went back to it, and um, you know, I did it. I did it. So that one is more like in your training was more like getting in touch with your trauma. Mm-hmm. So you could really help other people. Mm-hmm. I think it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love how the facilitators open up about their own trauma. You know, I mean, once you get into this circle of, uh, and then this understanding of uh, trauma awareness and my next course is, deepening trauma awareness. So I'm, I'm assuming it's going to get deeper. Mm-hmm. I just got my books in the mail um, last week and they talk about racism. They talk about justice system, you know, all of that. I'm like, wow, this is going from this to that, but it's all related, you know, racism and the justice system can be, you know, so um, yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, we don't, and sometimes people don't, uh, think about those kind of uh, trauma in the context of those things. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, I, I think more people are, are getting aware of it. I know I have this book and I don't have it around near me, but it was just really talking about the, how racism can be very traumatic. And I don't, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think that if, you know, maybe if you're not a person of color, maybe you can maybe wrap your head around that. Mm-hmm. But um 
I think if you open up your mind, you know, some of the things that we were talking about and think about some of the things that you don't have to think about so much, you know, we, we, we've been hearing a lot more, especially with George Floyd and other incidents that have happened about, you know, as uh, black people having that talk with our children, mm-hmm. you know, especially our, our, our men or boys. But even, you know, I have, felt like I had to have a talk with my daughter because sometimes she's like a rebel. And I'm like, Shelby, if you get stop, please. <laughs> you know, <laughs> because, you know, so, I mean, if you are not a person of color, particularly if you're not a black person, you may not even think about having that talk with your child mm-hmm. or young person mm-hmm. um, about, you know, the whole thing with, you know, uh, working with police and then there's a whole you know mind mindset and and i i even think okay on the police side i'm sure they deal with trauma because uh-huh. all yeah. the time right because right. you know they're trying to do a good job you know uh-huh. or at yeah. least i would hope most of them are but then they're uh-huh. being put in these very dangerous situations and they have to make quick decisions yeah Look you at know on um, christopher Fitzgerald. Who died yeah. last week in the line of duty? And not one time did he pull his gun. You know, so he was trying. He's thinking that you know, oh, I can, I got this under control. Like I can handle yeah. this young boy. The guy was young. He's thinking he can take him. He got the least training. You know yeah. what I mean? He was strong. He was healthy. You know, and this that boy looked frail and like you know he probably thought he could take him down. You know, mm-hmm. he never once pulled his gun. So yeah. that just goes to show, like, not every cop is just all about how to, you know, just, oh, yes, he, I mean, he, he could have to protect yeah. himself, but he didn't. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, that's what made that really, really sad. Not to mention that I knew his grandmother. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, his grandmother and my grandmother were best friends since kindergarten, Miss Dorothy Fitzgerald. And I had to call her and, um, you know, just give her my condolences because um, she was there for me with my mother and my grandmother passing. So um, I just felt like I needed to reach out to her. But that, that he never pulled his gun. That, mm-hmm. that time. And, the, and the boy even tried to take his gun, you know, out of his holster and when he sold it. So, well, when he tried to steal it. But <clears throat> yeah, that can, that racism, the police and all of that. I mean, I can't imagine being the wife of a police officer. You yeah. know, I'm like, listen, honey, baby, you can't. You better go back to school and do something else because I, I don't. I can't live with that. Would that would um, trigger me every day? Yeah. Would, you would feel senses of abandonment, or you know, all some something. Would you know just. I mean, suppose you just don't come home, you know? Yeah, I and I, I, I agree with you. You know, people sometimes don't think about the families um, of mm-hmm. those officers and the ones who are trying to do the right thing. And even um, I, I feel that that's why I think I feel so strongly about supporting military families as well, being, you know, having, you know, my husband was in the military and I just know, you know, you don't, you don't know, you know, and they, you know, oftentimes they can't tell you much. You just know that they have to go and serve and you just have to keep living your life at home. Yeah. And, you know, so it's anytime you have someone, a loved one who puts their life on the line, whether they are in the military, they're a police officer, they're a firefighter, um, you know, it's, 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 it's something that can be, that, that mm-hmm. can be traumatic and you have to learn how to manage it because you have to continue to do, you know, your everyday things while your loved one puts their life on the line. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah. So it's, um, it, it is quite, uh, lots of, lots of different aspects of, of trauma that we talked about. I think if, Hopefully, when when people listen to this, they will find something for for them to think about, especially if they fall in that box of, you know, not being empathetic, because I think it is sometimes easy to go through life and you think, well, like I said, well, I've experienced that and I've gotten over it. And but you really have to 
realize it's a very individual thing and, and mm-hmm. really self-reflect on your own self of what are you not exploring for you to have such a, a non-caring mm-hmm. attitude. Yeah. Um, and also, sure, I, I cannot, cannot, I would be remiss if I did not mention to direct people to the Bible. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to always go and um, give people God. Mm-hmm. You know, I, um, I often um, wonder where people's relationship is with God because, um, and I just did my paper on um, 1 Peter 1, verses 6 through 8. And um, it tells us that in this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials. And um, so that the test and genuineness of your faith, um, more precious than gold that, that perishes through Though it no, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And so, um, the paper that I wrote uh, uh, basically lets us know that that we are going to go through stuff. We are going to go mm-hmm. through trials. We are going to have um, trials and tribulations. However, in our relationship with Christ and knowing Christ, we can rejoice in those suffering because Mm -hmm. one, we think about how Jesus Christ suffered for us, you know, how, Mm -hmm. how God came and I'm about to start preaching about how God came that, you know, he, he first, he, he made himself a human, you know, for us so he can feel how we feel, you know what I'm saying? And then he Mm -hmm. went through life. You know what I mean? He went through um, the same things that we go through. He went through temptation. He went through crying. He went through starving. He went through, you know, sleeping in the wilderness. Like he, he went through all of that stuff. And then just to to die on the cross and be killed by the people, you know, the same people he came to help. You know, that has to be the ultimate sacrifice. And so yes. when you think about the things that we go through, you know, I I mean, you know my testimony. I live with um twenty-four hour oxygen and I still praise the Lord every mm. single day that I wake up. I praise and thank him that I made it through COVID because a million mm-hmm. people didn't, you know, yeah. and I'm like little old me, like the one of the ninety-nine, I'm the one. <laughs> So, mm-hmm. you know, we just have to, um, I often, um, after providing these resources and asking these questions, the ultimate one thing that I want to make sure that people's relationship with God is where it should be. Because if we have that, then we can have hope and we can kind of, you know, see a brighter day. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I would say um, it's my podcast, so I can do what I want. <laughs> but uh, I think that's a wonderful way to wrap it up. But I, I, I do want to say, is there, is there any, any, any last thoughts that you have that you would like to share? Um, I think it's been truly, you know, I always say, you know, my the intent of my podcast is to engage, inform, and inspire. And certainly, I know you. I, I certainly believe that you hit on all three of those in this in this podcast today. But you know, but I do want to you know see if you have any other last thoughts you want to want to share um, on 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 this trauma topic. Uh, <clears throat> well, I think I covered everything, and I think you know that was the perfect ending. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, relationship with God, and and He can bring us through anything. Yeah. And I love that too, because I think sometimes falsely, sometimes people think, well, I'm a believer, so everything's going to be perfect, you know, or something happens and then they're like, but, but, but where are you God? But God is there. One of the, one of the things I love is that footprints in the sand. And it was like, Mm -hmm. basically, you know, this, this sort of poem 
And at the end, you know, Jesus says, my precious, precious child, when you saw one footprint in the sand, that is when I was carrying you. Yes. So, Uh you know, so I think that, you know, we have to understand. And I think you, you, you just, you just put it out so, so succinctly and and perfectly that Jesus went through almost everything we're going to go through. Mm -hmm. So. So we can expect that we're going to go through ups and downs and have trauma, but we Mm -hmm. can meet these challenges. We can, we can overcome these, these uh, challenges. And you, you know, you outline some ways of, for us to deal with that, um, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, physical, mental, spiritual. I think it, you know, I think as as humans, we have, all those are part of our wellness triangle. I always think of mm-hmm. it as a triangle. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. We are responsible for it. Nobody, yes. else, nobody else is. And I just sent you that last book. It was called Healing Trauma God's Way. So okay. that's the, that was the last book um, that I did my own research on. That wasn't through Lakeside Global, but that was um, a book that I ordered on my own. Um mm-hmm. Before I even did the therapy, I was like, you know, I'm looking on Amazon for books to help, you know. Yeah. So was one that helped me a lot. You know, Hill and Trauma oh, yeah. God's Way. Yeah. And who and did you find who's the author of that? Um, yeah, wait a minute. It's Timothy Lane. Okay. Timothy Lane. Yep. I sent you the whole link on your phone. Okay, excellent. Okay. Because you know, I, I do try to be um pretty um, mindful to put in the references and I will mm-hmm. even put a reference to the first Peter scripture as well. Mm-hmm. So Tamika, what can I say? Thank you so much. And you know, I'm probably going to come up with something else to have you come back. You, you, you. <laughs> I, better stop, I better stop trying to educate myself on stuff. Cause you won't always come behind me and, and tell me what I learned. Challenge me. <laughs> you did the same thing with the uh decluttering and uh the uh, yeah decluttering. Yeah. Like, okay. So so, such good information that you know I just want to let that people think in and share. I never know how people are gonna take it, but you know, I think it's I think it's so great to share the information. I know, you know, if it goes out, somebody's gonna get something out of it. So yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's important. So thank you for being open to share and um i i look forward like i said to you coming back again next time thank you for having me if you want to learn more about garage conversations with char visit the website garageconversationwithshar.com until next time peace and blessings